0: What's up, everybody? Thank you for tuning in. Uh, this is Bros Beard Sports Podcast here. I'm Mills. I'm Cole, and we are together the Beards Bros. So, we, for those of you who don't know, we have we did this show for basically four years ago back in college. Um, we're bringing it back finally, had some things happen. Kind of one of us, you know, had to move across the country and everything. So, it was a little difficult, but no. um, so we're, we're back bringing these, this show to you. For those of you who have listened before, we are changing it up just a little bit though. Um, so we're kind of moving away from the weekly update style sports podcast that you see all the time. What we're trying to do is cover things that are more, you know, big storylines, big picture topics. Um, like for example, like talking important player traits for certain positions, things of that nature. Um, so that's kind of what the show is going to be now going forward. We are going to keep some old things. Like we had quick hits back when we did this in 2019 um so that's going to stay around and what that is is just you know each week we'll alternate this week Cole's going to give me three quick questions and I just kind of have to rattle off an answer to yeah. each one not much of an explanation um just kind of gut reaction straight what comes to mind first when he hits me with those questions and I don't know what they're going to be so they're going to they mm-hmm. can be anything from like you know who's the best quarterback in the NFL or Just anything random. And I just got to answer and move on to the next one. Don't really give much of an explanation. Mm -hmm. Uh, So that's what that's going to be. That's how we'll typically end each week's episode. Um, But with that being said, this week is going to be a heavy quarterback focus. Uh, We just had the NFL come to an end with the Super Bowl a couple weeks ago. Great game, by the way. Um, But so we just want to talk quarterback t- conversations because there's been so many storylines throughout the season whether we're talking about someone being a quote-unquote social media quarterback or someone being <laughs> snubbed for MVP things like that it's just we want to kind of cover it in a broader sense not specific player to player analysis necessarily but more so just how the quarterback position is perceived through the NFL am I on? am I on the money with that one Cole
1: Yeah, definitely, because I think a lot of the thing, too, with the quarterbacks is they get outsized um, criticism whenever things go wrong with the team, but then they also get outsized uh, uh, praise whenever things go right, and just everything revolves around the quarterback. My take is that uh, they're not that important. They're very important, but they're not not what makes or breaks the team. It takes the whole team, and uh, sometimes – uh, especially people in the media tend to forget that and just focus solely on the quarterback and blame everything or give credit for everything to the quarterback.
0: See, I, I get what you're saying. I kind of take it more on a case by case basis, if you will. So, like, I do think there are some players that, if they're not on the team, their team, like, they are the team. For example, I always think Aaron Rodgers okay. with the Packers the last couple years if Aaron Rodgers isn't going, the Packers aren't going. That's kind of what it is. And we saw a down here from him this year. Yeah. And guess what? They struggled. They had a rough season. Um, he only threw, what, I think like 24 touchdowns. It was not a lot of touchdown passes this year. Um, and as yeah. a team, they just didn't get it done to the level that everyone's used to seeing from Green Bay. Um, but then I think there's other quarterbacks that are very important, but kind of overestimated or overvalued how important they are and so you know yeah like you said cole there's very there's either very heavy praise or heavy criticism and it, i feel like it gets lost that football is a team game you know i like mm-hmm. to compare quarterbacks to starting pitchers in the mlb where you talk about win loss and everything anyone mm-hmm. who who cares or knows anything about the mlb win loss is the worst metric to grade any kind of pitcher on because you can have a pitcher Mm -hmm. i always think of chris sale when he was on the white Sox, and he would have like a 2.8 era lead the league in strikeouts all this stuff and then he'd be like eight and nine or eight and seven as a starter and everyone's like oh but he doesn't win games well of course he doesn't win games because he gets no run support like two runs a game so yep that's kind of the way i like to look at it with um what's it called with quarterbacks as well is yes, obviously some guys, for example, you think Patrick Mahomes, he, yeah, he is an outlier. He is an exception to the rule where he just has transcended this level of football. As much as I hate to say it, (laughs) it just is kind of like he's one of those guys where if he's not on the chiefs, I don't think the chiefs do very well. And I also think he deserves the praise he gets because his production is Everything it speaks volumes, and so a guy I wanted to touch on, and this is in no way a dig, but there are two quarterbacks that I think got way well, actually, one that I think got way too much credit this year, and another one who I thought everyone was not over hyping him. But you know, I'll just say the name on this one, Jalen Hurts. I think he was integral to the Eagles success, however, I am not buying that he should have been MVP. I'm not even buying that he yeah. should have been runner-up for MVP. And that's in no way against what Jalen Hurts did as a quarterback. That's nothing against him. He did very well for the Eagles. Obviously, we saw they didn't win without him. But when you look yeah. at the other quarterbacks, for example, Mahomes. Mahomes won MVP this year, right? So here's here's the stats, right? Mm-hmm. Jalen Hurts, and I'm going to give you Jalen Hurts all purpose for everything, just for some perspective mm-hmm. here. So Jalen hurts all purpose yards that's passing and rushing 4,461 total yards, 22 passing touchdowns, 13 rushing touchdowns, 35 total touchdowns. All right. So that's factoring both elements of his game. Mahomes passing only 5,250 yards, 41 passing touchdowns, his production in just one aspect of the game better. And then with, with an
1: entirely new receiving core, too. Like yes. he got all and new receivers
0: this, this year. Second most rookies playing snaps this year behind the Chicago Bears. Our beloved, if you could see the blanket, our <laughs> beloved Chicago Bears. Yes. Um, and then another guy I like to throw because I'm a big Joe Burrow fan here, but so Joe Burrow passing only four thousand four hundred and seventy-five passing yards. So 14 more 14 more yards than Jalen Hurts, all purpose. 35 passing touchdowns, same amount of passing touchdowns as Jalen Hurts' total touchdowns. So I get the element that Jalen Hurts brings to the Philadelphia Eagles offense, and I'm not trying to say that the Eagles are good without him because we saw they didn't win without him. But if you want to make yourself MVP, you're at this point, it's a stats award. I think we all understand that. It's no longer who was most valuable to their team. I think that's a part of it. But at the end of the day, if your numbers, your total numbers aren't as good as two other guys just passing only numbers, I have trouble putting you in the MVP finalist conversation. And that may be a little short-sighted of me, or I might be making it too simple, but I just think that's how they look at it in terms of the voters. So yeah. If that's how the voters yeah, well, are looking I think, at it as fans, we also have to look at it the same way. And we shouldn't be getting outraged when we see that difference, that disparity in production. Yeah.
1: Just yeah. Opinion. Well, I think it's, I think it's, I think it's the stats. And I think it's the, it's not only, it's stats is like one, but then two is also like it's the quarterback. Cause let's just be honest, it's a quarterback, it's a quarterback award. award. It's the yeah. quarterback on either a one or two seat on one, on one of the conferences. I don't think mm-hmm. you win it. I don't care if you put up, 5,000 passing yards if you're not one of the top two seeds in a conference i don't think you'd win it um fair but i i totally i totally agree and i think the thing with with hertz is like they put him i i love what the eagles like from a coaching perspective what they did with hertz because they put him in position to succeed they like let their egos take take a back seat and they built an offense around him and he has probably the best o-line in football i think it's pretty undeniable he has two top top receivers and the eagles schemed up a system around him the the coaching staff did exactly what all coaching staff should do that not all do um and I think that hurts benefited that from that tremendously. Cause I think that allowed uh, that allows hurts to grow and that allows him to be good when he's still growing and evolving as a passer. And I think we've seen improvement from him every single year. He's been in the pros as far as passing. Like, let's just be honest. He is not a top passer coming into the NFL. Like he's just not, I don't think it's debatable, no. but right. I think no, he's I gotten better and better. Like he's gotten more accurate. He's gotten better at reading defenses uh all this stuff has evolved and I think like it's almost like a Tom Brady early in his career. Like Tom Brady early in his career was not a great passer. It was not like a great or, like oh, he was careful. Like, Don't like, outrage I, people with that one.
0: I know but like he was a
1: game at. manager. His his job was to was to throw the ball when they had to. They leaned on the run game, but throw the ball when they had to and not screw up. Like that was Tom Brady's job for the first two or three Super Bowls they had. uh, And like when he replaced Bledsoe, like he wasn't he wasn't throwing 5,000 yards. He wasn't in that no, 2007 season with Randy Moss. But he evolved into that because he was allowed to evolve into that by having a good team carrying him along. And I think that's the thing that's like, one, I think that's a problem with a lot of quarterbacks nowadays is one, there's a lot of coaches who don't care. Like they, they've got too much ego to where they like, I run my system. My system's the best. We're gonna run my system. <clears throat> I I kind of <throat> yeah.
0: i got to say I like something I kind of
1: yeah, yeah. I was gonna say there's a certain uh you know Mitch Trubisky. I remember he's catching just... so many stray bullets from his head coach being like, yeah, he's not smart enough to run my system and and all those kind of things which we'd talked about
0: in the Problem in is, the past. And uh, I think it's safe to say Mitch is uh not not. I very mean it's good. It is what it is.
1: It's fair, but. But also like if he didn't have Tariq Cohen as his leading receiver and he'd been – my point is like if he'd had like a team and he'd had a coach like the Eagles had where they put a system around him, I think he could have evolved into being a better quarterback. I think there's a lot of quarterback busts that wouldn't have necessarily been busts if they'd been put in an environment where they're not having to carry the team. They have a good team around them. They have a good defense. They can go out and they can get better over time. Because I think mm-hmm. that's part of the thing, too, is like in today's world, it's you have to be instant success. If you're not instantly like amazing, if you're not in the playoffs um, off. and going to the Super right
0: Bowl, away. you're you're written off. Yeah, no, I, I get what you're getting at there. The other quarterback I was I was mentioning, um, I didn't say his name, but I will now is Daniel Jones. I um yeah. I'm just going to be honest, not a franchise quarterback, not a franchise quarterback. And Giants fans, I've so I've been I've gotten a lot of flack from Giants fans just on my personal TikTok just commenting on something and um dude, people have just been at me like crazy. Every time I open TikTok, I get new responses to this comment. This was weeks ago. Dude, this was before they played the Eagles in the playoffs. That's how long ago this was. And okay. Here's the deal. I don't think Daniel Jones is a bad quarterback. I don't think he's exceptional. Um, I think he is a game manager with some speed in his legs. And I just don't see a world where 15 passing touchdowns makes you a franchise quarterback. I don't know if I'm crazy for that, but how are you going to see a guy throw 15 passing touchdowns? Daniel Jones, total yards, by the way, passing and rushing puts him at like, I think it was ninth in like just passing production in the NFL. Yeah. Right. So nine quarterbacks threw for more yards than he threw and ran for. And I get, didn't have the greatest receiving situation there, but he didn't uh, yeah. have scrubs. Like that scheme is very quarterback <clears throat> friendly. If you watch it, the problem with Daniel Jones is he doesn't throw deep and he doesn't throw outside the numbers. So until you can unlock that part of his game, he is going to limit himself in his production. And at this point, He's a free agent now, so you're going to have to either pay him or franchise tag him.
1: Yeah, well, like, want to pay thirty something million
0: to the guy, and he's asking for forty million.
1: Yeah, well, I think Daniel Jones is one of those where, yeah, I don't think he's you know franchise uh, level quarterback. I do think he's he's a solid. A quarterback as far as especially with learning that system. Cause one, he's had a different system every year. Yeah. Two, like you said, the receivers aren't great. I think the way he worked and the way he he was able to debut to that team, I think he's worth keeping around. Yeah, like 40, 45 million. I don't think I'd do that. Granted, I would sign him to a two year 35 million dollar deal. Uh 35 total and see or what
0: annual salary.
1: No, 35 annual. Like I, I would give them that for the next two because I don't I don't know what you're gonna get because they're not picking high in the draft. No, they'd have fair. to they'd have to find they'd have to find someone in a later round. So I imagine my, they're gonna franchise it, tech if, him. If I were the Giants, yeah, I would either franchise them or offer a more of a short term term deal that I could get out of. And I would either try and find somebody later in the draft and see how I like them once they get in the building, if they're if I think they're gonna. Take over for Daniel Jones, but like just where they're at and their options, the options and free agency. I, I keep, I would, Derek I would Carr. keep him around. There's Derek Carr. Yeah, let's remember how bad Derek Carr played this season though. And then well, when you know he why? went Josh out away like, oh, from I the thing. team and then still played McDaniels. great.
0: <laughs> I mean, I, uh, he hasn't proven himself as a head coach. No, Derek or... Carr is probably going to go to, to, New Orleans but no my point was just Daniel Jones had a mediocre year but the Giants went nine seven and one and made the playoffs and so everyone's like saying he's getting a lot of credit for it and I think he's a guy who's getting too much credit for the team's overall success I mean at the end of the day Brian Dable won coach of the year for a reason because Mm -hmm. he unlocked something with that roster that other people couldn't other coaches couldn't and yeah daniel jones has been in the nfl for a long for this is year five i believe he's going into right because they didn't pick up his option yeah that was that that was his fourth year so he's going to be a fifth year so he's going into year five he'll probably franchise tag him because you're not going to pay if he's actually asking for 40 plus million like uh for who was it was it adam schefter who tweeted that out someone tweeted it out. yeah that's that's what he's looking for yeah there's a couple yeah You're not paying him that franchise tag will put him at like 33 or 34 million dollars. You do that kind of give him a one year prove it thing. And I don't know, I mean, I agree you need to go and address the wide receiver room a little bit better. Kenny Galladay was an absolute flop of a free agent signing. But yeah, if you lose, I think if the, the bigger thing the Giants have ahead of them is keeping Saquon, you lose Saquon, and I think you lose a lot of. Like your offensive identity. Because then Saqu- the thing about Saquon yeah. is it takes so much pressure off of your quarterback.
1: Yeah, that's true. But also, you want to be careful not to pay him too much and not be relying on one running back. Because in today's no, world, they're in a, they're in a, tough I, I right hate now. it because, because running backs get screwed, but you, you kind of can't pay a running back because they're going to get injured. They have a short shelf life. They're taking all those hits that, and you can generally find a solid running back in the mid-rounds you can find a fourth or fifth round pick who ends up being a good player
0: yeah i don't disagree yeah the giants are in a weird spot they have a lot to do they have not like a whole roster overhaul but they have a decent amount of things to address this offseason um yeah but yeah i just i just thought daniel jones while he didn't have a terrible year i thought it was one of those things where you know we're talking like he saved the giants this season and i don't think he did yeah I think no. I think there's a lot of quarterbacks that could have made that team do better. Um, I, oh, yeah. I personally, I put Daniel Jones at like a number tw- like 20th in the league probably. Yeah. That's where I would make yeah, him I'd roughly agree out that. of starters as number 20. I don't think he's exceptional. I don't think he's awful. Um, yeah. He's just, he's got a lot to still work on. And if Brian Dable can't get it out of him going into this next season, I think he'll find himself... Yeah. Uh, testing free agency in a year from now but then again they might sign him, yeah, and, and i'll look like a fool typically that's how it goes right <laughs> you think one yeah. thing, and well, the other I, thing I,
1: happens yeah the the other quarterback that i think uh i think it's way too much hate for things out of his control is uh our social media quarterback uh my my boy my boy justin herbert
0: dude i uh, stand by herbert so hard
1: i feel- I, I do too and i I fully admit to being biased. I live in Oregon. I'm, I'm I grew up in Oregon. I'm a, I'm a duck fan. He's from Eugene. He's an Oregon boy. Like he's one of my all time favorite players. Okay. Like I fully admit I'm completely biased, but like the dude I think has some of the most, like as far as like arm talent, being able to throw the ball, like arm strength, accuracy, accuracy, everything i put him right up there with any of the top quarterbacks i'll give like a mahomes has like that like the place completely broken down and he's like doing he's his like dance around in the backfield that like yeah herbert doesn't doesn't have but like as far as like being able to throw the ball there's not a throw in football herbert can't make like herbert can make oh, yeah. any any he's throw so pretty comfy. much that mahomes or any of them can uh and i think he's underrated as a runner he just doesn't run as much but there's two there's there's two main things i think that always get overlooked with with herbert is one i think his receivers are the most overrated receivers in the nfl i like
0: Mike i like Williams, keenan allen but i think keenan allen's on he's too old now he's he's lost it yeah he he
1: well he's old and he's he's never had speed to get away like he's never been able to get open like his whole thing is route running and like yeah it's great but like the dude never gets open and he also never does deep routes he's he's great in like a west coast offense kind of thing Mm -hmm. as like a hey he's a he's a good possession receiver and stuff and like kind of the edelman like underneath route and all that kind of stuff which is great but then opposite him mike williams is the deep threat well mike williams didn't play most of the season and when he did play he was injured and couldn't hit full speed everything. so yeah. like if, if you watch him like he, he's not getting open like Herbert's throwing to guys who are not open like he's throwing to guys like Jalen Hurts would never throw those balls because Hurts would be like oh yeah that, that's, that's he's not open like and Herbert doesn't along. get guys open and then also too is that the coaching staff insists on running this stupid offense where they never throw the ball deep despite having one of the best deep ball throwers in the NFL Everybody plays them up close. The run game can't get going. Like Eckler can't do anything because they're stacking the box, yeah, which is Echler's just a joke when you have tackles. No. And you have one of the best deep ball passers and all the safeties are are cheating up to cheat on the run game. And then it makes Herbert have to rely on Eckler as a, as a, uh, as a receiver checkdown, And right? then, yeah, that's, you're like doing, you're doing checkdowns. downs. I nothing nobody's against against him. Yeah. I, I like him. It's just, yeah. It, but like I'm he's saying, like he,
0: back is what he is.
1: Yeah, and like he can't like yeah, you're having him run between the tackles, and he's having the safety cheat out up on him because you're not throwing the deep ball. Like the the safeties aren't scared of the deep ball with the Chargers. So like there's just nothing. Everything gets bogged down, and the offense is just crap. And then Herbert has to make magic on a fourth and ten because the head coach insists on like ignoring any like reasonable person's expectations with like even being like aggressive like there's aggressive and then there's just stupid and that is he's that is the chargers sure. and
0: the thing it is that also i think people kind of just didn't pay attention to this this year specifically is the o-line play terrible yeah well i mean you lost like well, sean slater so there goes your best offensive lineman who was a second year guy yeah. at that and yeah i think of that game the, i think it was there.
1: He's the First, only guy in on the O line that you're like, he's great. Everybody else is like, eh, they're
0: already not great. And they, then they and had injuries on top of that. Sometimes. Yeah. And then yeah. I just I look back at that the game in Vegas against the Raiders when it felt like every time Herbert dropped back into the pocket, Max Crosby was already there. Like yeah. Just it it, it's, it just he had he had the, the amount of times that Herbert
1: and he's throwing it as he's getting hit, and he won. He had the the torn rib cartilage, which bothered him all season. But he's Herbert, so he he doesn't say anything, doesn't do anything. He mm-hmm. he's almost like a Matt Stafford, where like you don't even know when he's injured because he doesn't say it. Like he went the whole season with, or almost the whole season. I think what was it, nine weeks, where he had his non-throwing shoulder needed surgery, and he just played through it. And it no, didn't tell anybody. No one. He was never on an injury report. I don't even think he told the Chargers. And then like it was announced, like, oh yeah, he's going into surgery. It was like, wait, what? What he's going to surgery for? What? Oh, mm-hmm. his non-throwing shoulder. Oh, you mean the same thing that uh, Baker Mayfield had the previous year? And then we all give Baker the pass for like, yeah, the reason why he played bad that year whoa, was because whoa, whoa. his shoulder don't was come all after messed Baker up.
0: Baker like that, he was injured. <laughs> Baker was injured.
1: That, that's that's my point is that no, Baker know. was injured and we give him that pass but we don't give that pass
0: to Herbert we we go and take shots at him for being social media quarterback and I think just, uh it annoys I think the me. reason people are going after Herbert right is one you have the him into a debate and two he's in the same division as Mahomes and everyone heralded the Chargers as the Chiefs killers this year and yeah here's the deal I think the Chargers are very close to being able to beat the Chiefs they need to get One, healthy Mike Williams, because Mike Williams in Arrowhead, I don't know what it is, but he torches the Chiefs' defense whenever they're in Kansas City. But the other thing they need to do is, dude, they need to get, like, a speed guy. Keenan Allen Allen was good. He was really good for a long time. But he's a route, like you said, he's a route-running wide receiver who has lost that bounce. He's lost that ability to make those sharp cuts. When you watch him now, all of his, he runs flat every, like Mm -hmm. he doesn't just, he doesn't make a sharp cut. He curves into his routes and everything. Mm -hmm. And it's just, it's tough because if you lose that, you don't really have any other threat in your receiving game. Um, They don't have like a strong power running game. Now they did sign. They brought in Kellen Moore to be their offensive coordinator, which I think is going to work wonders. Because if you, you look at what Kellen Moore was able to unlock with Dak Prescott, who I think is way more limited than Herbert, I think that's fair to say. Yeah. Um, Kellen Moore in, sorry, I drew a blank there. Kellen Moore in LA with the Chargers, give him Justin Herbert, Austin Eckler, who's a great receiving back, build up, just get a yeah. power running back to complement him, and then address your wide receiver issue right now because your wide receiver room yeah. is either injured or old and that's what you have to work with oh and then gerald everett i really like yeah. gerald everett as a tight end but like yeah he's a big dude they, he gets tired out like that one yeah i think about the game against the chiefs when gerald everett was pretty much the only receiver catching a ball going downfield and then he wanted to come yeah. out for a sub because he's dead and then the pick six yeah. happened and you're just like well yeah tough because he, yeah. well, he was well, the thing is just beat. Yeah, the
1: Chargers need a they need a deep threat at wide receiver. They need a legitimate deep threat wide receiver, okay. and then they need a offensive coordinator who's not afraid to call the deep threat. Which I think, uh, Moore will actually call deep threat. He'll put, uh, Herbert in more of a position to succeed as far as that goes. And then also he was pretty good at scheming the the run game with uh Tony Pollard and Ezekiel Elliott. So
0: yeah. I'm I, yeah, I think
1: if they got another another back in there to complement Eckler, I, I think they could have a much better run game. And I think even Stan, mm-hmm. uh, Staley has said that that's the thing that they want to change this year is be a better uh, run team, which they've never done as long as they've had Herbert. He's been thrown for 45 to 5,000 no, yards I, like, I every season. So, like
0: Absolute meltdown in the wild card game. It's like you were up, what was it at one point, like 24 to 3 or something like that. And, yeah, it was
1: painful. It was painful. And Herbert.
0: But they has, didn't run the ball. I know. That's the thing. Herbert ends with Never like. Never ran the ball. Ends with like 50 passing attempts. And you're like, what are we doing, man? Yeah. Didn't even try to run the ball. It's so ridiculous that that's how it Like that's what happened. And so hopefully they can address the power run game. Like we said, though, it is a team game. And mm-hmm. just as there's quarterbacks that where their teams do do very well. You have to acknowledge that they're in a good position to win. Like Jalen hurts, I think was in one of the, Mm -hmm. one of the best overall rosters in the NFL. You'd hope he can do well. And that's no fault of his own. That's the Eagles being smart enough to actually build around him. Um, But then you have guys like Herbert who just are not getting cards dealt in their favor this season. And he didn't have a, he had a down year for his production, but he still had a solid, Decent year despite injuries on both his own part and his team as O-line, wide receiver, etc. Um, also the defense, game. too. Defense, defense. Oh, dude, when they lost JC uh, <laughs> JC J- Jackson. Jackson. Yeah, dude. Oh. Yeah. And they both uh, those moves, and Mac. And all those yeah. moves on defense and a bunch of injuries to just kind of make it pointless. It was tough. But um, yeah, that's pretty much. The thing, though, you got to remember, it is a team game. Quarterbacks deserve credit where credit is due, but we don't have to act like a guy who's in a situation where he could do pretty much no wrong is the second coming. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. But I know there was another question, Cole, you had. We could talk about, we could touch on this real quick, and then we'll roll into the quick hits. But the yeah. most important position outside of quarterback, I know you wanted to get share your thoughts on that. So I'm going to hand you the floor. I'll go real quick here i go secondary slash cornerback just because of how passing is evolving in the nfl and you need a strong secondary to shut that down because even with the with like other good players on defense if your secondary is terrible you're gonna either get a lot of penalty calls or you're still gonna get beat if you can't run man coverage you're in trouble that's my thing um but i'm gonna hand it to you because i know you wanted to really touch on yours go for it yeah yeah Oh, well, I, I agree with your point. And I think, yeah, it's the way that,
1: that passing is, is going in the league. But my point is uh I, I take that edge guy, those uh DNs or outside linebackers, depending on the scheme you're running. I think they really uh transform a defense because they change a lot of things you can do and you can kind of hide some things on the secondary. If you only have like one good corner, you know, you can kind of have him in man and you can kind of hide the other by playing some interesting coverage if you're getting after that that quarterback. Mm-hmm. And I think you could see that with like the Niners are a great example because uh, they went from like being terrible on defense to they got Bosa. He transformed the defense and played out of his mind, played great. He's one of the past pass rushers in the NFL. That defense transforms. It's a top. Well, it's a top defense. Uh, And then when he got injured for that full year, then they have another top pick. And then he comes back next year and then from injury and then boom they're back to being a top defense and like you could tell that that defense lives or dies with how well that uh the bosa and also armstead's good on that line too but then you also see that too with the bears like the bears had a decent defense a couple years ago but then they made that trade for uh mac and he comes in and he totally changes the way that defense yeah and then they're one of the top defense, even though their offense was terrible. Uh, their defense was one of the best in the NFL. I think you see it too. The Chargers with Bosa when he plays, they're a different team. Um, I think Von Miller going to the Rams, I think that was that was pivotal. I mean, they have one of the best like in game true. wreckers in Aaron yeah. Donald, but but like Still, it still it took him edge. to another level when they got Von Miller and having him come off the edge. And then even if you go back to the Broncos with Miller, like Miller was pivotal in those defenses that uh, kind of Bowl carried MVP them through the Super I mean, Bowls and stuff. Yeah,
0: I, I totally get where you're going with that one. Um, I, I just I think it's tough to pick. I think this really kind of emphasizes that it is like we said earlier, it's a team game like you can go to one specific position or position group if you want. But at the end of the day, you need to have at least average players to complement it. Otherwise you could still get beat somehow. Um, Definitely but no, the edge. There's a lot of examples of edge rushers completely transforming a defense from mediocre to average to like top tier. So yeah, I, I don't disagree with you, but I also got to shout out secondary guys. Cause I think they have the toughest job especially cornerbacks toughest job oh, yeah. on the defensive side of the ball is to play in coverage just very touchy Definitely. touchy touchy with receivers you never know what kind of penalties you're going to get if refs are going to yeah. let you play a little more so that when, when they, they fail they get the one. highlight of of them getting beat right. but uh yeah here let's this? get to yeah yeah Roll let's, your get, quick let's get to here. our We're quick hits. Up,
1: so let's get to so it. uh so number one is who starts qb week one for the
0: 49ers next year it's going to be Trey Lance. I don't think Purdy is going to be good to go in time. Jimmy G will not I, be there. I think it's Trey Lance. Jimmy, Jimmy G won't
1: be there. I think, I think yeah, Purdy is going to get – I think he's going to have to have Tommy John to be out all year. Yeah. Um, does Herbert make the playoffs this year? Yes. Okay. Yeah, that's an easy one. Uh, and the third one this, one, this one's interesting to me. Uh, now that he has a new head coach – does Russell Wilson bounce back this year to being the Russell Wilson of old or does he still suck and or
0: more game manager type? I am going to, this might sound a little controversial, but I think Pete Carroll is the primary reason for Russell Wilson's success in the NFL. Um, I don't, Russell Wilson made a living with his scrambling ability and keeping plays alive. I think he's losing that part of his game a little bit as he gets older, which is natural. And because he doesn't have that as much, the off script plays aren't working as well, which is now shining light on some of his limitations as a quarterback. I think he will be better than he was this year, but I don't think by having Sean Payton there that the Broncos reemerge as a perennial playoff contender I could see them making the wild card but I don't think Russell Wilson bounces back I think we're going to see more of the same from him just with a little bit more production
1: yeah. Well, I think I think one of the things that gets overlooked is like so many years in Seattle, he was more of a game manager for three quarters. Picaro wouldn't let him do anything in the first three quarters. It was like, hey, we're staying in this game. Our defense is good. We're we're just gonna not screw the game up. And then they'd be tied or they'd be down a score and they'd get to the fourth quarter and be like, Okay, Russ, do your thing. And yeah, you know, he'd cool. he'd do his thing and he was yeah, he was very good at it. Well, the problem is like even like the last year in Seattle when they were letting letting russ cook like it worked for the first like four weeks and then and then it started to not work and people were like oh what, what's up with this this russ not cooking and you had all those stories about him having disagreements with the coaching staff and stuff because mm-hmm. he wanted the offense to be like around him and his skill set and i think carol was like no nah, we're gonna we're gonna keep to this run game and we're gonna we're gonna manage this with defense and stuff because that's who pete carol is but yeah i think I
0: think Russell definitely benefited from that and then it exposed a uh, little bit. I know we said the quick hits. I wasn't going to give a ton of context, but for that one, I felt I had to. I I just think that we are – I think Russ reached the peak and is now at that point where he slowly starts to decline. And while Sean Payton can come in and help kind of mask some of that, I don't think we're going to see prime Russ that we saw like in his best years with Seattle anymore. That's just my take on I, it. Uh, um, but I, I will be sure to come with some good quick hits for you next week. So there we go. I'm not going to give you any hints or anything. I'll work on them, but I'm excited to get you to yeah. throw some of your way. But that will wrap up our first episode. Re- Rose Beard Sports revived, renewed, whatever word you want to use. Mm-hmm. We're glad to be back, guys. Hope you like what you heard. If you yeah. did, please give us a follow on Twitter. We are at Beards Bros on facebook Rosebeard Sports, and then our gmail bros.beards.sports at gmail.com if you have any requests or any ideas something you want to hear our thoughts on don't hesitate to reach out send it our way um, we're always looking for feedback as well so if you like what you heard please guys give us a follow give us a like on facebook interact with us in any way you feel comfortable and possibly share us with friends or family who might be interested thanks for tuning in we will talk to you guys next week take it easy